Hey y'all, so I've been a little MIA. I've been trying to put focus on what I'm gonna what I've been working on and it's this is a grief series. I'm super excited about this series um, because I want to shine a little light on grief. Sometimes grief can be pushed under a rug um, and I don't want to push it under the rug anymore. I'm not I'm not gonna keep hiding that I deal with grief daily. So I want to point out that there are five stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Five simple words that can and will alter someone's life because even though they're just small words, they have a lot of damage with it. I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. I do understand all five stages. But even when I believe I understand the five stages, I get to a place where I don't understand them anymore. I kind of compare grief to the ocean. It does not matter where you're standing in the ocean, the waves will not stop for you. The waves will continue to hit you harder and harder. It may be below you or it may be above you, but the waves are still going to hit you. And just when you feel you feel you feel like you figured it out, the wave pattern uh, when you figure out the wave pattern in the ocean, the pattern shifts and you start all over again until you just want to rest and you don't want to feel the waves crashing over you anymore. I do hope in this message today that you can find comfort and encouragement that you are not alone. This will be the first episode to my grief series that I've been working on. To give you a little reasoning as to why I'm starting grief series, it's because grief comes in all different aspects of life, such as losing a parent, losing a child, a job, a house, finances, animals, grandparents, anything that you have lost that that has altered your life. That's grief. Grief will come from all ways that are important to you in your life. Whether you have been through something or haven't, everyone can benefit from listening to this series and either grow, become knowledgeable, or have more understanding or realize what what you may face one day. And hopefully you'll think back to the series and say, oh, I remember what she said. Maybe this doesn't minister to you. said that I do understand grief I do and I'm not just I'm not just saying that you will hear some of my story through each episode of this series and my story includes losing my son to an aggressive cancer and how my whole family was affected during and after treatment including his death and also the recent death of my dad my dad passed away in December of 2019 so again when I say I understand I really do understand grief So getting started, my son William, well, his name was William Perry Marion. My son William Perry was three years of age when he passed from stage four rhabdomyosarcoma. He was diagnosed at the age of two. William was all boy. He loved getting rough and dirty with his brother. He had beautiful ice blue eyes and light blonde hair with streaks 
of an even lighter blonde. Looking at him, you couldn't help but smile and want to hug him back. He was all—he always gave hu- gave hugs to everyone. He was—he was such a hugger and loved everyone. This is. <sighs> This is kind of tough for me, and it's taken me a little while to get through this, but I wanted this series not just to be meaningful to me, but be meaningful to you. So, getting back to it. When we found out my son was diagnosed, to give you a little story, um, when we found out my son was diagnosed, we were devastated. You know, I was asking all these questions, you know, why me, Lord? Why us, Lord? We were in and out of church. Um, or we were in church, we were fully involved in church, and then it's kind of like, why would you allow this to happen, God, you know, um, we were receiving, he was receiving chemo treatment in Mobile, and then, um, not only was he diagnosed with rhabdomyosarcoma, he was also diagnosed with neurofibromatosis, if you don't know what those are, rhabdomyosarcoma is a muscle cancer, neurofibromatosis, it, it makes you more susceptible to cancer, um, it is a disease or a disorder that you have, um, moving on, uh, I was also pregnant while, or when my son was diagnosed with our youngest child, Eleanor, um, he also had to go to Texas for proton therapy radiation, and, uh, which put me, um, him and Eleanor in Texas by ourselves for three months. Now, um, I did have Eleanor in Texas. Uh, she was a NICU baby. Her lungs were not fully developed. It was a fight for a whole week trying to get her out of the NICU. So not only was my child or my newborn in the NICU, my other child was receiving chemo and uh, radiation therapy at two different hospitals. So a whole lot, a lot going on. And not once was I able to stop and just take a breath and you know, process everything that was going on. Um, so family was back home in Alabama where we're from. Um, my, our son, we, he found a passion in wanting to be a firefighter. He, uh, we went to Richmond fire department in Texas and he fell in love with the idea of wanting to be a firefighter. It wasn't the fire trucks that he wanted to be a firefighter. So, um, then when we got home from radiation therapy, you know, his uh, physical being was kind of tough. Um, he had issues getting around as well because of the radiation, because of the intensive chemo uh, regimen that he was on. So um, kind of physically his body just was not, it was more challenged. I guess you could say. Um, when we came home, it was kind of like me and William did feel like we were out of place. Our daughter, Eleanor, she was being taken care of by my aunt and her husband, my uncle. Um, they basically raised her for the first six months of her life because I could, I did not have time to really take care of her uh, like any mother would be able to. Um my kids were in school. I didn't get a lot of time with them. So me and William were really absent. Even though we were living in the same house, we were absent from them for a better part of the year while he was going through treatment. Um, October 1st, I had to take him to the ER. 
he was having a lot of issues with going to the restroom. Come to find out, his tumor was inflamed from the radiation, and he also had a bacterial infection in his urine. Not only that, my husband had a motorcycle accident, which he had to be lifelighted to the nearest trauma center, which was a mile away from where my son was at in the hospital um, in Alabama. Uh, so we had all that going on. Then our son turned three, October uh, whew, October 30th, and um, he had a wonderful birthday party, last birthday. Then we had Thanksgiving. Um, around Thanksgiving, his tumor progressed. Um, and come to find out it wasn't inflammation. His tumor was actually growing into his bladder. So, which made it worse. Um, and we were told that if radiation and chemo didn't work, then it, you know, he wouldn't survive because there was no clinical trials for his type of cancer. So all that said, um, March 1st, he got to go home from the hospital on hospice. He was given a, a make a wish and his wish was to be a firefighter for the day. So he got to be a firefighter for the day on March 1st. March 5th, our son William passed away. So that's kind of my story. And you'll hear me talk about some of that in the events. But going back to the topic t for tonight or today, um, denial. That's what I want to touch on. You never think... That anything you go through is going to be you. I never thought I would have a son who would be diagnosed with cancer. But I had one. And to this day, I still don't know how things happen the way they did or why. Even after something happens to you, you still don't want to believe that it was you. I still don't want to believe that I went through what I did. But I, but I did. It happened to me. Find comfort in knowing that what you're going through, you're not alone. And I know that sounds weird, but just find comfort that you're not the only one going through this. There's other people that do understand what you're going through. In Isaiah 41, chapter 41, verse 9 through 10, the word says, I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corners, I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. That's, that's the word saying that not once will God ever leave us nor forsake us. The only way I can describe denial is, for example, with my son, I saw him. He would smile, talk, love on me, play like a normal little boy, but yet he was not healthy or okay on the inside, what I could not see. So what on the outside I could see, he looked fine. Denial is not wanting to believe what is true. It's the fear we hope to not have to believe. Refusing to acknowledge the truth. When my son was first diagnosed, he had his first exploratory surgery. When they informed my husband and I, I chose not to believe it. I don't think it was until my son started radiation that I actually realized that this was real. And that was, let's see, he was diagnosed in February. It wasn't until June 
when he started radiation, I didn't want to realize that it was actually real, that this was now our life. Please know I'm not creating the series again to promote darkness or depression. Grief is dark, but God is life and gives us life through our darkest moments. Not many people want to talk about grief because they may be in denial or of grieving themselves. Please never push someone who is grieving to be an open book. They'll become an open book when they're ready. They'll be ready to talk about their testimony when they're ready. So, depending on your stage of grief at the moment, you may not agree with me, but even in denial, there is peace and comfort available to you instantly. Call on God right in that moment and say, Lord, please cover me with peace and comfort. You can instantly feel that covering with the heart and faith of believing it is already done for you, done to you, for you, by God. I'm going to go to another scripture. Sorry, I just got to pull it up real quick because I don't ever have anything together. In Psalms 34, verse 18, it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I'll read that again for the people in the back. Psalms 34, verse 18, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Take comfort. That God is so close to you. I, I imagine myself sitting in a corner with my knees propped up and my head bent down in my knees crying. And God is leaning into me and putting his arms around me and comforting me. Trying to pick up the pieces of my heart that's been broken. It's natural to be in denial. Being in denial means you're human and your life is changing. You're not ready for that change. When you rely on God, that change will be good. Notice, I did not say can, but it will be good. I know you probably don't agree, but take heart and know this. God doesn't rest when it comes to you and your growth. Let me say that again. God does not rest when it comes to you and your growth. He puts everything into place to help you grow and experience transformation that was amazing he puts everything into place to help you grow and experience transformation um in romans chapter 8 verse 28 it reads oh goodness i lost my place okay here it is romans chapter 8 verse 28 and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Let me read that again, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I can attest to this scripture. If my son had not gotten sick, I wouldn't have met some amazing people spiritually. I probably would not be where I am. I probably would have been dormant. And numb to everything and everyone. I would not be where I am in church. I wouldn't be a leader. All these things for God, I would not be where I am. I'm also in nursing school. 
I honestly wouldn't be there either. Probably. Probably not. True enough, I would still have my son here, but if he had survived after being diagnosed, he would have more complications on top of other complications. I can say I know my son is dancing in heaven, having the best time for all eternity, and my goal on earth is to strive and be in heaven with him one day. I've gotten to a deeper understanding of grief does not mean I don't have my days of denial or all other five stages at time, times. I am human. Life is not the same without my son or my dad, but I serve an almighty God who has done more for me than I have or ever will on this earth. I serve a loving, gracious, wonderful God who has pulled me out of my darkness, and he can for you too. I ask that you continue to listen in on the other episodes to talk about the other stages. We touched some on denial today, so next time I ask that you listen and tune in for anger. This one will be huge. Stay tuned and thank you for listening today. Um, also, remember Psalms 9, 9. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Let me read that again. Psalms 9, chapter 9, verse 9. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Again, Thank y'all, love you, and I hope you have an amazing and blessed day.